If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's a really funny Friday over here in my kitchen. Sophie's wearing bright hair, looking sparkly as ever, with the best laugh I heard in years. And today we have a really rather special guest who I am deeply honored actually reached out to myself on Instagram, the lovely Gloria, because Gloria has been through one of life's probably most terrifying experiences and has remarkably come out stronger than ever on the other side and has some really, really important, poignant advice for all us ladies. So a very welcome to you, Gloria. Welcome, Gloria. Hi, lovely ladies. Thank you so much for having me. On your podcast, in your kitchen, Caroline, I'm so happy. Um, I reached out because I really admire both of you. Um, I think you're both great girls. I think you're both funny. Your style is both amazing. I just thought it would be fabulous to just come here and have a little chat. Yeah, well, we're really happy you've come and to talk about women's health. We Absolutely. couldn't be any more excited to hear what you're about to share with us. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about us empowering each other. Yeah. Sophie and I had a really funny evening last night where we actually ended up going to another women's empowerment evening. And it's it's really quite amazing, this whole it's kind of a global movement towards mm. women's empowerment. And I think that subject can can pretty much be around every single area. And I think one thing is being incredible entrepreneurs and women today having the opportunity to do whatever they want career-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but we must not forget that no career is worth anything if you don't have your health in hand. So oh, I think absolutely. everything starts from the inside. Yeah. And it's really, really important to stay tuned also to what's going on inside. And if you ever, because at the end of the day, I very much believe that we all kind of know. We all know what's going on. And I've always, uh, probably also because I've been especially conscious around 
disease because my mother died when I was 11 of cancer that had spread everywhere. And 21 days after diagnosis, my mother died of a heart attack because her cancer had basically eaten her body up. Um, And, you know, this is 32 years ago when we were not equipped with as much knowledge as we have today. Mm -hmm. And I also think, you know, that was a generation that tended to push everything that was uncomfortable under the carpet, whether it was a feeling or whether it be emotional yeah, or, a, or physical a physical feeling. feeling. Absolutely. And this is why I was really touched when Gloria reached out to me and said, you know what, I've got a very special story to tell. And the reason why I'd like to tell it is because I would like to help as many people as possible, prevent, protect, so that they don't end up in the situation I was in where fortunately all ended well. Uh, yes, uh, Caroline. And actually... Um Health is a big thing, you know, as women, as mothers, we get on, we look after the children and sometimes we forget about ourselves and actually we need to be there for them. Mm. We want to be there for them. We want to show Absolutely. them the way. Yeah. We can't, that can't, can't always happen, but we need to now, if you feel unwell, go and see your doctor. Mm-hmm. If it's about anything, unfortunately, lots of younger people are dying from cancer because they may have felt that lump in their mm. breast and they are just too frightened to go. Or you think it's nothing. That's a, a lot of people always say, you know, I wasn't feeling that bad. And it takes quite a long time That's to develop symptoms thing. for feeling that bad. So, bad enough to go absolutely. to the doctor. Absolutely. I had been feeling unwell for a couple of years. Mm. Okay, and when you say you've been feeling unwell, can you can you describe to us how you're, how feeling? you're feeling unwell? Mm. Because I think, you know, there's one thing you know, being tired, but then you think about the fact that your kids have been up five times every night for the last Mm. 10 days. So there's a reason why you're feeling Mm. weak. Was there, can you explain to us exactly how you felt? Absolutely. So um, beginning of 2016, I had a terrible asthma attack. Leading up to that, I kept getting very bad chest infections. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the end of Had you ever had asthma before? I'd had it very mildly. Okay. So again, this is why I wasn't really looking at it. Uh, And then ended up almost passing out at two o'clock in the morning and had to be in hospital for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they just looked at my chest and said, right, fine, you could have died, but we've managed to save you. Mm-hmm. What hospital was that? This was at the Whittington, actually. Mm-hmm. Looked mm-hmm. after me really well, I have to say. They saved my life. Mm. I was great. I came out, plodded on another couple of years, but still didn't feel good. My joints were really bad. I felt like a 95-year-old woman when I was getting out of bed. So does that mean you, you kind of felt heavy in your body? My joints just moved. Your joints, joints, your bones hurt. Bones were just hurting and aching. And then in April this year, I had an incident where I had to go into hospital. They thought I had kidney stones. They actually took blood tests from me. Mm. They actually sent me back into hospital to have uh, an exploratory down the other end. Can I ask you a question? So when they took your bloods, they probably just, they took them to get a bit of a picture of your bloods. Was there any any indication there that there was some kind of big virus or bacterial infection going on? But I was then diagnosed with breast cancer that October. So it had to be there because I felt a lump. And for a lump to have grown in your body to the size that I felt, it would have had to have been in my body for over two years to get to that size because they grow at microscopic. So you can miss it. You can miss it even having health checks. You can miss things. They can miss things. So what do you ask for? A scan? You have to be 
there's a couple of things that yeah. need to happen here. From what I've gone through and from, from the age group that I am seeing, mm. you need to, the minute you are unwell, you need to go to your doctors and you have to keep note. You basically mm. need to keep a health journal mm. and they need to start marrying things. Mm. They need to start marrying things up because unfortunately, lots of times... They mm. d test you here, test you there. And, and they don't keep a record. At, yeah. They're not keeping a record yeah. and they're not joining the dots up to say, yeah. well, actually, this is not right. You shouldn't be having three yeah. chest infections. You shouldn't be having this. Your immune, immune system is on the floor now. Yeah. We need to help you. Yeah. I need to ask you, did your red and blood... Uh, did your red and blood white oh, blood sorry red and white blood count did that not no. show any kind of you know either elevated or downfall was there nothing in the blood history no. that showed compromise to your health there absolutely should have been because when i went in in april he actually even said to me you know we haven't seen anything there because of a couple of things that we've noticed. He didn't say my blood counts. No, but were there markers in your blood test? He didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't say Should that they, they were. I'm sure. Well, they was definitely should. That, well, it, it absolutely should have been there because otherwise I wouldn't have had cancer. Yeah. You don't yeah. have. No, 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 uh, my my question is: Would your blood picture in April, where you got sick in October, show if if anything. if you yeah. were today to show these blood test results to? A different kind of doctor who really goes in and looks at every single number. Yeah. Were there, could there have been markers oh, if read by the right person? Yes. They could have said there's something going on. There's absolutely. an infection going on. We don't know what absolutely. it is, but something's going yeah. on. Oh, absolutely. So they could have nipped I it have, in the bud sooner. I have absolutely no qualms about mm. that. Sorry, uh, Caroline. I'm really sorry about that. I have no qualms about that. And it is very evident mm. that lots of people that I am in contact with now or following have been dismissed mm. and they have literally been a worse stage than I. I was lucky that I was only stage two. Wow, but stage two is stage too far. Stage two is still too far. If you've been ill and it, you've been for the test. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, for me, it was obviously, it was very, very sad because you don't go in there expecting to have this. Yes. It's bad enough when you're of an older age. Yeah. For me now, I want young people to be made so aware so mm. us as families as mothers to children we need to be looking at our children making sure that actually if we take them to the doctors and the doctors just you know i understand that they're overstretched yeah. brush but it under we the carpet. need to make sure that we yeah. follow things through absolutely so i've got to ask you a question now gloria um so this happened in 2016 how old were you if i may ask and had you had a mammogram so I have, this was the other thing, I had a mammogram. I am now 54. Mm. So you were 52 when it happened? I was 52 when, when did my... You have a mammogram? I had my first mammogram at 50. I wasn't mm. diagnosed till... And at 50 they didn't see it. There was no, nothing in your no, breast at 50. No, but... On the mammogram. Yeah, but... What can happen is mm. you have a mammogram every two years. This is what we also need to change. It needs to happen every year. Because what I believe happened is... I was only diagnosed last year. I first started becoming ill in 2016. Right. I wasn't actually diagnosed with breast cancer till last year. When last year? Uh, October. Wow. October the 8th was when I got it, went in and got my diagnosis. But three years previous to that, I had been very ill and yeah. couldn't understand... So yeah. this is where we are having big problems. A mammogram, we only get at a certain age 
every two years. Yeah. Literally, I went and had my mammogram at 11.45 and at 5.45, my cancer cells must have started growing, literally, mm. because that's, that's mm. how this was able to happen. Uh, yeah. So my next question is, when they removed your tumour... Did they say this has been in your body for at least this amount of time? So there was two things that happened. When they actually, I felt the lump. Mm -hmm. That's why I actually went and had different exams. When they did the exam, there were tiny, tiny little calcium cells. And this is what the mammogram picks up. They weren't actually even worried about the tumour. They were more concerned because it was a wider spread of these calcium cells that they needed to look into. That was the cancer and that's what they were really uh, worried about and so when did they see these calcium they those, markings they saw those uh before i was diagnosed what so year? when they were that, that was last year that october well. 2018 this is what made them diagnose me with cancer the wow. lump tumor and those cells mm-hmm. so i now have two questions for you first of all i'd like to know a little bit about your diet what you've been eating you know, in the last five years previous to you getting sick, I'd love to know if you were emotionally in a good place, both in terms of your private life, but also in your work. And um, yeah, let's start with that. Okay, so unfortunately, the last four years for me have been an absolute nightmare. It's been absolutely stressful. Um, I have my daughter who I raise with her father, but I'm a single parent. We're no longer together. She had been going through issues because she was a teenager and also with her gender. Um, Yeah, that's a whole new topic. One of my favourite topics, though. A whole new topic. (gasps) A whole new topic. Gosh, we've got to have that one too. So I had... lots going on and was dealing with it by myself now unfortunately I have put on a little bit of weight but I am usually I'm I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm usually really really thin but I'm usually nicely toned Mm -hmm. I'm I you know but so my diet has always been really a little bit of what you fancy does you good but I have to look after myself I'm now in my 50s and I'm very very aware of that Mm -hmm. so I want to eat but I do not so I, mm. you know, my diet is very varied. I have lots of fish. I don't particularly eat lots of red meat. Chicken is my kind of meat that I mm. eat most. If I go out, I might have a bit of beef, but there's lots of fruit. There's lots of vegetables, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's always a good been varied. Kind of, it's always sense. been very, very varied, yeah. very, very. And the emotional. Varied. And has your has your chicken and fish have they been steamed, fried, or grilled? So most of the time, uh, oh yeah, no, most of the time, oh my fish, I would never ever. Uh, fry my fish unless I was having fish and chips on a Friday that's another good story mm-hmm. I've got for you um, other than that it's going to be grilled or steamed so yeah. very 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 good I would occasionally until my daughter became very plant based have maybe bacon and eggs on a weekend mm-hmm. bacon would be grilled I would kind of fry the eggs but no oil in there you mm-hmm. know you can get those pans there yeah so I mean I'm very very you know I have conscious. no problem I'm very very conscious mm. I always have been it's always been important mm. to me how I look so uh, mm. even though I enjoy food I like getting into those skinny mm. jeans a bit mm. better than that so I've you know I've never mm. ever been a big eater 
to be totally honest. So your dart was actually pretty yes. good. So it wasn't related no. to dart. So it was probably more related to emotional and stress. Well, can I yes. ask you, were you working at the time? Did you have, were you comfortable in your life? Were you comfortable in your finances? Did you have any worries? Um, I Most of my worries were emotional. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky that when um, myself and my, um, my daughter's father split up, he kind of looked, she was still able to go to a lovely school. I've got a lovely little flat. I was working part-time. Mm-hmm. I needed to be there for her. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was okay. Financially, financially was yeah. financially was okay. Everything with me is uh, was emotional. Mm. So I know that this can be a big trigger. Mm. Yeah. But what also can be a very big trigger, and this I had no idea of until I actually was diagnosed, that it's not only what you eat and stress, it's what you put on your face, so your skincare, because obviously mm-hmm. you, everything is yeah. being absorbed into your body. Um, it's all the fumes as okay. well. I've now got to ask you a quick question because breast cancer, to me, the biggest alarm is women, most women, shave their armpits. Mm-hmm. Most women go to Boots and buy a an aerosol spray. Mm. I believe that these aerosol sprays are toxic very 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 toxic toxic. because when you're shaving you have so many open pores Mm. so i've been using pure deodorant for the last 15 years Mm -hmm. uh, with nothing bad in what do you think about that oh that's absolutely excellent i mean literally i now the minute i got diagnosed i'm really trying to look at everything especially for my daughter's daughter Mm. i haven't got two daughters just the one Because it is really, really important what we put in ourselves. Yeah. But there are, you might also be surprised to know, you might know that there are five or six different types of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, mine was the best of a worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. In that is, it is for, it's an older woman type and it is hormonal. Mm-hmm. So it means that uh, the estrogen that I am producing in my body is turning my cells in my breast into cancerous cells. So I now, even though I've had the surgery, I now have to take this hormone suppressant Mm -hmm. so it will no longer be able to be receptive. Now, that's my one type. So that's really quite easy to manage to manage and to look after and I will survive it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I've got to ask you a question here because... um, my beloved godmother, who I'm extremely close to, she survived stage four breast cancer and she is one of the bravest women that I know. She uh, made it very clear to me that she would never, ever, ever dream of going back on any kind of hormone after oh, she no, had her absolutely cancer. Absolutely not. I mean, I. Now, there's another thing. So, my type of cancer, and I only got this book yesterday when I happened to be at the hospital, and it actually outlined why my particular cancer was possibly formed. And out of those four things in that list, I had three of them. And what were they? The three things were that I had taken the contraceptive pill. For how many years? For at least 10 years. Mm. From a very young age. Because Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Because I had um, horrific periods. Mm. And it was very heavy. Mm-hmm. That's why you took the pill. That's why we took it quite early. Same here, actually. Okay, so. Same here. That's why I took it. Yeah. Um, I also had a child after 35 years old. I've done that too. I've done that too. Yeah. And I also didn't breastfeed. Oh, oh I, I did, did that. 
Uh, I couldn't because mm. she was tiny, so yeah. she just wouldn't do it. Uh, there was so one, one other child. thing. I just had one child mm. because I couldn't have any more. Mm. I had a latish. Mm. Um, and there was one other thing. Oh, age. It was mm. <laughs> because of my age, which I just can't help anyway. Mm. So it, those, those factors were, you know, I was a prime candidate for yeah. taking that. Time. Yeah. There are many others that younger people can have. And this is why I really, really wanted to come today and yeah. really talk. And highlight because, these areas. Because... And um, just not giving up. Because I think the thing is, is if, you're, if you go to the doctor, you have your mammogram, you have your bloods taken, you kind of feel quite safe. Yes. And you leave the doctors thinking, great, there's nothing wrong with yeah. me. I feel okay. I'm not feeling my best, but I can live with the aches and pains that I've got. Absolutely. It could be a whole load of things that's causing them, stress overworking, overworking out, whatever it is, the kid's making you exhausted. Whatever those things might be, we find reasons for why oh, we're feeling this is rubbish. It. This is it. But as you say, you know, you have to almost be your own doctor yeah, and keep literally. a record of, of what's going on and keep a diary and, and not give up if you're not feeling 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, we Brits, we just kind of always have that stiff upper lip and think, you know, I'm not feeling that bad. Just, you know, you know my, my mother had a heart attack three years ago. Um, because my father wasn't sure if she was having a heart attack or not, he didn't want to waste ambulance time. So he actually called NHS Direct first yes. and said, I think my wife's having a heart attack. And they said to him, we think you should hang up and call 999. And, you know, I mean, it's just that thing. It is you, that you, thing. You don't, you don't really want to waste people's time if you're not feeling awful. And, you know, we think the symptoms for cancer is possibly losing your hair, possibly, you know, things that are actually obvious, but they could be just a feeling, a gut instinct, something feels off that we really should all pursue rather than just letting it go. I think it's that thing that no one wants to think. I mean, I mm. was adamant. I went to all the appointments by myself. I didn't mm. want anyone with me because I just thought they're just going to say, oh, Miss Nelson, it's a cyst and you're going to mm. be fine. Mm. I really, really did. But one of the reasons that I really wanted to bring awareness and really wanted to talk on, to you, on your show is that I have, there are very many younger people, young girls, that mm. have been eating healthily, looking after themselves, and just cannot believe that they are going into the hospitals and being diagnosed. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. 
From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So I wonder, you know, it's very interesting, the whole conversation about the contraceptive pill, uh, especially because a lot of young girls are, are not putting it, they're not using it for contraception as such, like us. They have decided to use it to minimalize a very heavy, painful period. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be a very interesting conversation, Sophie, for you and I to have at one stage with someone like Victoria Young, who's my wonderful homeopath, to see what are the alternatives yeah. that are natural, that can work naturally, organically with yeah. the body without putting all Hormones, these... Yeah terrifying hormones mm -hmm. into the body that I also believe lead to not much good. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I absolutely agree. Mm. It's really frightening yeah. and it's shocking. Yeah. And, and there are alternatives. Yeah. But we don't know so much about the alternatives because the pill is the most convenient thing for a doctor to prescribe probably for you to take. It doesn't require any sort of in-depth, you know... Um, I think now procedure. they're going to... Sorry for cutting across you. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have to really think about it now, though, because now, 50 years on, they are having bigger numbers of people suffering from cancer than mm. they did ever before. You know, yeah. so they've, yeah. got, they've got to yeah. change it now. But I've got to ask you something now. If you really go into your body and you really go into where you had that um, tumour in your right breast, um, do you feel instinctively that it was deodorant that went in there and harmed was it the combination of deodorant and being on the pill was it the combination of the deodorant and being on the pill and being under extreme emotional pressure altogether uh, I can honestly say I can't tell you I, mm. I absolutely I, I just I just don't know I think um it was probably a combination of, i of a whole think it absolutely factors. was yeah. a combination i have two sisters um and one of them the same day i was having my biopsy uh which they need to take a little cell just to do things she was having one as well and she wow. was cancer free right and i ended up having cancer. and do you have a record of history in your family no no i'm the first really to, uh, so it has to be some factors about yes, our environment and yes, what we're doing. Yes. So because they don't live in London. History's changing. I'm living in London. Yeah. They are. Look, I, I, I kind of think that I've just been very, very unlucky. But I've got an. I have a very interesting question. Sorry to interrupt you because no, I fine. was. Um, I was yesterday with an incredible uh, alternative therapist 
out in Essex because I was uh, very recently told that I have very high levels of mercury and aluminium in my, my body. And these have been shown, people who have cancer also have elevated heavy metals mm. in their body. And his first question to me was, have you ever had uh, silver or gold fillings? And I was like, I have never had any of these fillings. But I do remember that my mother had a couple of them. She had cancer. My father had quite a few of them. He had cancer mm. too. And I do think that something that lies in your body in such a physically present way oh, could also okay. really be... Definitely. I now need to go. So unfortunately, when you actually have... When, when you're diagnosed with cancer, it's not, not just one thing. You're given medication, and then this medication can cause something else. I was very lucky that I didn't need chemo or radiotherapy, but I do have to take this hormone suppressant, which messes up with my bones. So when I went to the dentist, mm -hmm. they literally said to me, right, you need to make sure, if you need to take this this medication for your bones you need to come back to us and we need to sort your teeth out because otherwise it's going to affect your bones it, it'll affect all your bones and it'll affect the bones in your mouth they mm. also i know that i have got quite a few fillings and i absolutely think i've actually said to them this minute i finished all my treatment i want these taken out and i need to unfortunately i think they've done the damage mm. well no 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 because you can always detox i believe that and especially after meeting with this guy yesterday i've seen him twice now and my my levels have have improved mm. you can do something really hardcore which is having taking um a treatment that basically gets rid of the heavy metals through your you're having something intravenous that correlates everything and then brings it out but this makes you feel very very poorly and in fact it's not as good for you as doing it very, very way. gradually. Mm. Also because the thing is, is that your so heavy metals, the gentle way? They, uh, they, they, they can be in your brain, they can be yeah. in your thyroid, they can put themselves into a lot of, um, a lot of different mm. organs in your body. So Lee, who I went to see, he mm. basically energetically helps it to come out. Ah, and okay. then whilst treating you energetically, he creates a little homeopathic remedy, which you then take... Uh, drops morning and evening and then you see him every few weeks but he's like he's really really interesting but another thing he said was also if you do decide to go and have your aluminium fillings taken out of your mm. teeth one thing you can't do is replace them with white german fillings because apparently these a lot of the white german fillings have as much heavy metal in them. Wow. So it's really important that if you do decide to go and have all your fillings taken out, uh, because I've got one crown in my mouth and that um, is white. And I, of course, thought this was pure porcelain. And mine very possibly is, but you've got to make 100% oh, yeah, sure that whatever mm. is put into, into your, mouth your mouth is pure. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, my dentist was very, I was very fortunate that I, the minute I was diagnosed, I actually, you, you need to tell everyone that's looking after you because, again, I didn't realise there were so many factors mm. that, you know, you now need to look after your mouth, you need to look after mm -hmm. the, when I say I didn't realise you need to look after your mouth, I didn't realise that my dentist would have a problem if I was taking a certain medication. Mm. So it's just all such a big, it's not just 
you know, the actual cancer that you're dealing with. It's yeah. all of the after effects. Yeah, and, so, and the knock-on effect absolutely. it has on everything. So now yeah. it's a big deal about the prevention. Mm. So this is why, you know, I think young girls... The minute they start wearing their bras, they need to start checking themselves. Mm. You know, we form our habits very young. So to sell someone at 35, now, right, every month you need to check your boobs. I think, mm. I'm sorry, with the cases that I've seen, I think it's too late. Mm. The minute my your daughter has a bra, my daughter, unfortunately... I could only start telling her when it happened to mm. me because I didn't know that. But yeah. I think it needs to be spoken about in schools. Mm. There needs to I be someone right. going yeah. into school telling them. It should them, be part of their sex absolutely. education lessons, which they absolutely. Taught, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. You know, this is a this is a big thing. And now, girl, you know, obviously we are mothers, we are sisters, we are going to have daughters-in-laws, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have grandchildren, children, mm -hmm. you know, someone is going to be affected by yeah. this hideous disease. And the reason people are still dying from it is because they are too scared to go and yeah. get anything done. Yeah. You know, so this is all... Yeah. That, so we uh, need to take what, away the fear factor and the stigma and absolutely. the embarrassment and the... beautiful, beautiful yeah, boobs that yeah. we love. They bring us joy. They feed yeah. our children. Yeah. They bring us happiness. It's mm. all of that. Mm. We don't want them to kill us. And yeah. they don't need to kill us now. Had I got this... So can I ask you ago. a question? Were you, did you have to have your whole breast removed or just the tumour? Um, yes, unfortunately I did. Okay. What happened was... I, that must be quite an emotional thing to oh, have it was, to go through. It was really awful. I yeah. found the lump yeah. and when she said to me I had it, she said, look, it's only a small lump, it's fine, we can yeah. do a lumpectomy. And I was very much, yeah. right, that's absolutely great. I went in the following week and she said, oh, I'm really sorry, Miss Nelson, the mass is a lot bigger than we originally yeah. thought. We are now going to be able to offer you a skin sparing uh, mastectomy. Mm. Which What's means, a skin so the skin sparing yeah. mastectomy mm. is where they go in, they take out all of the breast, mm -hmm. but they leave your nipple. Okay. So then they can, however you want it done, you can mm. then decide on the, whether you want to leave it flat mm. or if you want reconstruction, which okay. can be done at that time or at a later date. So do you then have to have an implant if you have so that? I then went from that mm. to the following week saying, oh, I'm really sorry, we can't save your nipple now either. Okay. So every week I went in, it was more devastating. Oh gosh, that is such a hard, but hard thing to have to deal it's with. It's very, very hard. And I can obviously have this conversation now. At the time, I, oh my gosh. I it, it took yeah. me weeks to be able to have the, even the conversation and yeah. talk about it. Yeah, but, of course. But they made it very clear that... This is how I need to survive mm, yeah. for it. So, and when it's a question of life or your breast, of course you go for life. So what I did say to her was, mm. I do not want to wake up with nothing there. Yeah. I need to have something. So yeah. she said to me, look, there are many ways that we can do reconstruction. Yeah. For you at this stage, you need to have an if you don't want to wake up flat, an implant mm. is the best way right. to do it. And the reason... That and if that's a silicon implant. This is a silicon because implant. Because there's a there lot of... Um, there are two different ones. There mm. are a couple of different ones mm. that you can have. But I had a silicon one and I mm. thought this was going to be all I would have. Mm -hmm. So um, it goes under your chest mm. and it's still, at this stage, it still does not look like a breast. It really just okay. doesn't. It's literally there. So when you wake up, you can see a little something as opposed yeah. to just nothing and a yeah. horrific scar. Okay. But you um, can't have, they can't create a nipple for you. So you... They, not at that stage. No. But okay. They can. okay. Okay. Yeah. So 
I woke up, I couldn't look at it for mm. many, many weeks afterwards, oh, after dear. having it dressed, and yeah. I had to have a T-scar. So it's right. underneath the breast and, and up, up, yeah. up here. Okay, so implant was there, and I do remember kind of coming around thinking, well, where the hell is it? I can't see anything. And then mm. I did manage to see. Mm. So I've got a bit of a mound there, mm. which is fine. Mm. But what I then realised was, I have two breasts that look totally different. Mm. I've got a 25-year-old girl here and a 55-year-old yeah. girl yeah. here. Which, do you know what? They've gone in and they've saved my life. And at the end of the day, yeah. that was, I woke up I woke up yeah. thinking I would be devastated because I didn't have a nipple. But actually, I was just happy to be alive. Of course. Of course, of course you that are. That was yeah. the okay. bit. Okay. Okay. And, be so, your, and be a mum and see your grandchildren. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So um, I was very, very happy with that. But... Mm -hmm. A few months afterwards, I kind of thought, mm, no, this is it. I'm, I'm really not happy with this. Mm. This is not... Even though they had said, look, it's not going to be one surgery. Mm -hmm. So I'm now looking at, at the end of June, having quite an extensive oh, surgery okay. where they can make this one look much more like that okay. one from my own skin. Oh, wow. And they That's can build amazing. up and make a... And you can know, you do that on the NHS? This is all on the NHS. That's amazing. This is all part of, and again, 20, that 20 years ago, they wouldn't have no. done it. They didn't realise that it was actually a big part of a healing process. Yeah. Yes. You know, for a woman Emotionally, lose, it's, it's, you've got to feel comfortable in your own skin because absolutely. it's related to everything you're doing, being happy, being the best mum, feeling confident, not losing your mojo. These are all massive factors yeah. of, of yeah. us as people. So... It, Sorry, I'm just going to pull this around here so we can definitely hear you. It was... Um, it is amazing. Mm. It's a minefield. Mm. And when it's all... No matter how great it is that it's all going to be done, it's still something that I just don't want anyone to have to go through. It's yeah. just such a minefield. You could have avoided it had your bloods been detected way back when think, had the mammogram shown up have you had more well, regular think, yeah mammograms? absolutely yeah. i think that um looking back now i just went through this two year two, nearly three year bout yeah. of illness that yeah. was like unexplainable that could have been avoided. and yeah. you know so then at that st had it been found then it literally would have been a little lumpectomy they could have just oh, got a few gosh. little cells out yeah. so it went from that to but look i can't blame anyone and this you're is, still here. And I'm, I'm still here. Thank God so you picked am, it up at some point. I'm, t I'm yeah. totally grateful. Mm. But the reason, as I said, that I am here is that I want to be able to save young girls mm. from going through this, knowing that it's all right. Talk about your mm. breast. Mm. Feel your breast. Mm. Be aware of them. Do this every month. Keep on top of your Keep health. Keep on top of your health. If you don't feel great... Tell someone, go and see your doctor. If you still don't feel great, if you're not happy with the outcome, ask to go and see a specialist. Absolutely. And, and you know, do, do the NHS do things like full body scans? Because these are becoming really popular now. Okay, it's well, a full I, body scan yeah. just to detect any, you know, pre-cancerous cells, tumours, lumps, cysts, yeah. anything that looks strange. Unfortunately, I think, obviously, we can't underestimate that the NHS work mm. very, very hard, but of lots of things are. The problem that we have, they put they put age brackets on things, not mm. because they don't want to save their lives, it's because... But because of the Budget. It's because of it's because yeah. of budgets and obviously yeah. they they know once you get to a certain age you're it's more, far more likely common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand all of that, mm. but I think as parents mm. we need to fight for things yeah. and to fight for 
your child when they go to secondary school to be told that they need to check their boobs yeah. is not a big fight. Yeah. You know, literally the headmasters, their teachers could be telling them mm. that in assembly, the PE teacher. Mm. You yeah, know, so absolutely. that is it needs to be more talked about and I think the NHS needs to step up on their care. I think we need to have these things every year. You know, I yeah. mean, I think I don't think anybody had heard of cervical cancer until Jade no. Goody, who we all saw on our TV, suddenly died Absolutely. all of a sudden. And I think everybody was totally shocked by that. And then people suddenly started to think, gosh, OK, this can happen to anyone. Yeah. She had no idea until it was way too late. Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we are becoming more conscious, but we do need to keep on top. And I know that I'm, you know, pretty busy and life goes past so quickly. Mm. And my doctor said, here's your ticket for going to get a mammogram. I haven't had it yet. Please. You know, I will go. I promise you, especially now. But, you know, those things we've put off. Oh, absolutely. We've put off, we've put off, we've put off. Unless we're feeling bad or something feels slightly wrong, we don't go. go. Yeah, and, no, and you know, the, we almost wait for a reason to go to the doctor rather than oh, being absolutely, proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing that I really need to say is as well, even though not as common, men are being treated for breast cancer. Wow. Gosh, I, I had no idea. Yeah. They absolutely That's, oh are. Oh, my gosh. So you, they need to be checking as well. Mm. It's nowhere near as common. Wow. But it absolutely happens. And so it must be slightly related to um, deodorants. and they, I mean, these are all things well, that we've all been... all of these things. You know, unfortunately, our whole society now at the moment is just really, really toxic. We need to just make sure... And I think we're, we're realising that. I, you know, I think we're, we're sort of waking up to the fact that what we're using in our homes, on our bodies, absolutely. on our all children, washing this. our clothes with, you know, using washing our dishes, washing with, our dishes with, everything we're using is to toxic. Yes. Yeah. And now if you have, you know... if. If we want to save ourselves, we literally have to do... We have to go green. I mean, we yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I tell you, I mean, I've swapped everything over to Ecova. Yes, sometimes the clothes don't come out as, as completely gleaming as they might have done before, but I'd rather have a shirt that's not bright white, um, but is, has been washed in a gentle way than something yeah, that's going absolutely. to be against my skin or worse, my boy's skin, that could potentially cause them harm. And I yeah. think, you know, these are all things that thankfully... We are being alerted to now, but it's been a long overdue process it and really we might has. be too late for our generation, for get, sure. We possibly are, but you know what? If we can now be teaching our children and it becomes Absolutely. very, very important to them, then it will become a way of life because they will not stand. Our children are much more on the ball than we are. They are much more... My daughter is much more eco-friendly than I was at her age. Yeah. Uh, and that, all we can do is get that to keep going on. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, you coming and talking to us, speaking to each other, supporting each other. I yeah. mean, there's a whole movement to empower women, to make them feel strong, to support each other, Definitely. to have each other's backs. So let's get talking about these yeah. taboo subjects, these things that we yes. sweep under the carpet. It's our bodies. They're our bodies. You know, we've got yeah. to look after and our bodies. I mean, we're both mothers. I, the worst thing I can possibly imagine is not being able to see my children have their children absolutely and that for me would be the most devastating thing that could ever happen and I think for a whole load of other mothers they feel exactly the same you feel the same so we have to look after ourselves because otherwise we're not going to be here to, to take care of our own children so thank you very thank you very very much for, much for coming to share it with us and we will put some links up um some of your top tips for uh, you know, what reading material you've read, 
what uh, sites you went, maybe health groups and yes, health got, groups. Yeah. Um, if you could share those with us, then we will make everybody um, yes, aware of those when we go live with the podcast. Yes. And brilliant. So we'll take all that information. And any, any final thoughts that you want to share with our wonderful um, followers? Keep safe. It's never too small to go to the doctor. Do not be embarrassed. We have to get over the embarrassment. These are our beautiful bodies. We need to preserve them. Oh, Gloria, you are an absolute inspiration. You are a picture of health. You have shiny hair, a big smile and a happy face. So well done you for getting through it and getting through it so bravely. We're going to have to get you back on our podcast to talk about your other things that you mentioned, which is a whole nother topic of conversation, which is also very relevant at the moment. But thank you so much for sharing your story and with our lovely listeners and giving us some really important lessons on health. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Okay, over and out. Lots of love from London. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.